Hey everybody, it's Dr. Matt back for another edition of The Parent Pod. And this is a really special one for us. I mean, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it is the last day before we go on break. And so we're all very excited, counting down the, the hours and minutes before the whistle blows. And then we get some, uh, some time off for the holidays. And so we're really excited about that. But it's also um, an opportunity to provide some information to you about that first time that you're having your college student back in your house for an extended period of time. You know, I know that uh, as a, you know, as a parent of a college student, I'm always happy to see uh, my son back. You know, there's a, the energy is different in the house. You know, you feel kind of everybody's together. Um, you know, and then um, you start to, I remember the first time he came home, like you start to figure out like, all right, what were the habits that he picked up while he was at school? And how were those in conflict with how uh, the new normal is in the house? And what is, what's that negotiation about? But uh, I think that's something that when he came home for the first time last year as a first year student, I had to keep in mind my own experience, you know? And so that was something that was really important and be open to understanding what that was gonna be like and kind of thinking about that. And now you've had them for a whole week you know, maybe you're starting to see those changes uh, in your student, and, or maybe you've already had some of these conversations. Ashley, do you remember the first time you went home? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this as we were writing this podcast and, you know, really trying to sit down and understand this topic. And when I first came home from college, I think, you know, there's that excitement. Like, my mom was so excited to see me. I remember, you know, giving her that first hug when I walked in the door and making sure, you know, I pet the dog and... But once that excitement wears off, you kind of realize that, you know, as you've gone off to school, maybe your perspective has changed. Like some of my political views or values or things that I had experienced, you know, I had become a little more open-minded. And so what I was saying or talking about wasn't the same. And, you know, that was different for my family and friends. And so I had to kind of figure out where I fit into my life at Mm -hmm. home. And so I think the biggest challenge for me was just, really trying to do some self-reflection and understanding, you know, I'm, I might be a little different, but I'm still me. And, you know, I am going to fit into my family a little differently, but that's okay. And so your student might be going through those things too. Um, so just kind of keep an open mind and helping them through those feelings. Yeah. And I think for me, I just remember the, like the, probably the funniest story I can remember about being um, at home uh, for the first time after being away at school was, I, you know, I had, I'd only be responsible for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So like I w- was able to be out and about to all hours of the night. Like, um, you know, I didn't really have to worry other than like making sure I didn't wake up my roommate when I came home or whatever. Like I didn't really have to worry about that. And so I, I remember, you know, it wasn't too far after I had gotten home from school, I'd made some plans with some friends and we had gone out, um, one night and, um, I'm trying to remember uh, if it was like a weeknight. I, I kind of remember, I think it was a weeknight because I, I remember my mom had to go to work the next day. And so I came home and I was aware of that. So I was like trying to be really, really quiet. And so as I'm like turning the key very quietly and, you know, kind of going in the house very quietly and trying to make a, make too much noise, all of a sudden the light in the front room turned on as I walked past it and it like scared me, you know, and, um, uh, and she had been waiting up for me. And so, and I was like, well, why are you waiting up for me? Like, you got to go to work tomorrow. She's like, because you're in my house. Like, these are things that I worry about. Like, I need to I need to know that you're back safe, right? 
And it wasn't something like she was calling me when I was at school, like, <laughs> but it was just something about being back in the house and kind of getting back into that routine that I had been in in high school. Um, and so that was something that her and I had to kind of negotiate and talk a little bit about. Um, and for me to get used to that when I was at home, like it was mom's rules. And to a certain extent, like that played into how I treated uh, my son as a parent because I remember that negotiation, right? I remember those, I remember what it felt like being, you know, 18 and being home for the first, you know, being away and then being home for the first time. And so we had, he and I had, to, you know, and my wife uh, had to negotiate that a little bit too. And, you know, luckily, you know, just like I was very understanding of the rules, you know, so is he, you know, but it was just something that we had to kind of work out uh, before we went too far into break uh, and, uh, and, and it didn't get addressed. And so I think those things are really, you know, like the rule piece, I think was something that was really important looking back on his first time home because it was something that was addressed when not my first time home. Um, but those are just two stories. Mm -hmm. What we have for you, parents, we have a number of other staff members at CIA who either have had or um, are currently have college students uh, in their house uh, on break. And so uh, they were gracious enough to uh, give us some time this week to re reflect on what that first week or that first break um, is like for them. And so, and the kind of things that they did with their, uh, you know, with their kids to kind of help negotiate that first break and make sure that nobody killed each other. And so um, we offer this as some help for me, some, uh, in, you know, in times of need, like I said, they've been home for about a week. Uh, maybe you need some, uh, need some advice at this point. Uh, maybe you just need a good chuckle before the holiday uh, or during the holidays. So uh, with that, I am, uh, I offer these, these fun interviews for you and we hope that you have a great uh, holiday season. Well, I want to thank you for being on the parent pod uh, this week. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at CIA. Okay, my name is Jill Malensky, and I'm an academic advisor. And um, how long have I been at CIA? Too long. Um, about 27 years. <laughs> um, and I basically help your students navigate their progress through CIA. I help them pick their classes, if they need to withdraw from a class, or ask about tutoring. Um, I offer time management sessions one-on-one, -on -one, which you definitely want your kids to take advantage of. Um, we talk about procrastination, time management, perfectionism. So um, definitely take advantage of that if you need to. And I am also the parent of a high school student, an 11th grader, and a senior in college um, at Oberlin College. Which is really what brings you here uh, to the podcast today in um, as we were talking about that first time home for college, you know, for college students and how, how parents should uh, adjust, you know, or think about things to adjust to or to help their student adjust to when they come back from home or come back from school or, come, or from the student perspective, come back home. And so I guess, um, you know, one of the first questions uh, that I have uh, that I have for you is prior to him coming home. You know, what were some of the things that you were preparing for? Well, um, I didn't expect him to to be completely, you know, a different person. But um, 
Um, I guess, I guess I wasn't expected for him to be a little bit more confident. He was more confident than I expected him to be. Like he'd yeah. been on his own. My son has a little bit of challenges with sort of everyday life skills. And um, he was much better about doing things that I would have had to nag him before, like taking out the trash or cooking himself some food or just helping around the house. And I was pleasantly surprised that he was just sort of like <laughs> understood that those things don't magically happen. That's right. There was some growth that took <laughs> yes, place. Yes, exactly. Right. So that was good. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, um, Jill has been a good sounding board for me because as we've talked about on the podcast, I also have a, a college student and um, and her, her son is older than my son. So, you know, when we had, we took my son to school, you know, we had to have some conversation, uh, you know, peer to peer conversation once I got to, to work about that. And so for first time parents, like you're, you're kind of going through that initial thing after you send your student to school, there's some sadness and some excitement and all those really feelings. And so you've dealt with those feelings and then they come back home. Right. So um, I think your your anticipation of what he was going to be like and being pleasantly surprised that there was some growth there. You know, I think I think that's a normal thing for most uh, for most parents. But um, was that the biggest surprise you had during that first winter or that first winter break? Or was there something else that you were really kind of surprised about? Um, well, actually, it's hard to remember that far back. But I have to say um, that first semester, I would say there was some surprises like um, I thought my son made a lot of good choices socially that I didn't really expect him to. Um, so when he was in a situation where he was at a party and there was like drugs and alcohol or there was like people sort of like coming on to him or maybe being a little bit inappropriate, I was pretty happy with the kind of choices that he made to kind of step back and hang out with people who really didn't want to do that. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised that he, he made those choices. Um, another thing I found was interesting when he came back was I thought he'd want to go and hang out with all of his old high school friends. And um, he really was a little bit hesitant there. And I think that was an interesting situation. Um, there was an opportunity for him to hang out with a high school friend and a college friend and for have them meet each other. Mm -hmm. And I think he thought that would go along really well. And it actually, um, he sort of realized that the friend from college was a little bit more sophisticated and worldly and more sort of down to earth. And the high school friend sort of wanted to talk about surfacey things and more like, hey, bro, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of like how the parties dude and that kind of thing. And he was a little bit turned off by that. So he kind of think backed away a little bit from those high school influences and friends and sort of saw his own growth in that kind of conversation between the, the college me and the high school me. Yeah. I think it's interesting as a parent um, to, you know, who helps students, you know, who are not our kids, but are our kids, but are not, you know, biologically our yes, kids. Yes. To kind of help those students through those, like seeing those similar situations right. in our current students, yes. you know, or students that we've helped over the many years that we've been here, you know, and then now having to kind of help facilitate that, those conversations and that change happening in our own kids is kind of an interesting, right? you know, an interesting exactly. thing. Yeah. Well, one of the things I told my um, son before he went off to college was there's a couple things that you absolutely have to do 
before you go to college. One is wake up on your own. <laughs> One is be able to cook for yourself somewhat so that you can like live. And the third is to go on a date, which my son was not that kind of a big dater in high school. And I, I was very happy to say that he was able to wake himself up um, on his own in college. <laughs> he somehow got to class. Um, he he, he fed himself you know, competently and he, he did eventually do, did go out on a date. Um, and it wasn't like a drunken, you know, stupor or anything. But, um, a lot of the time I I really did not know if he was going to function in college, but the reason I had hope because I saw what the students at CIA, how they would come in and they Mm -hmm. would seem a little bit helpless and then they would come through the four years and they'd really have grown and changed and, and matured. And that would, that kind of gave me hope. If yeah. they can do it, my kid can do it. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, seeing that growth, you know, once he, you know, got home and, um, you know, what was some of, what was that like? It's a transition. Yeah. Because, right? you know, I've already talked a little bit about how, you know, what the new normal feels like, you know, and, um, you know, and what your house kind of felt like. Oh, yeah. You know, pretty empty. Um, yeah. yeah. Even, you know, it, it just, the, the energy is different, you know, and then yeah. they come back and just as you've gotten used to that oh, yeah. energy being different, like they come back. So what was the largest transition out of not having to remind him as much to take out the trash or <laughs> right, right, get up on right, time yeah, or yeah. help cook a meal? Like what were some of the, um, what, you know, in your opinion, like oh, what was the uh, largest transition that you had to make uh, as a parent during that first extended period home? You mean besides my grocery bill? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, um, no doubt. Well, I think that, that just the fact that they, you know, if he wants to stay up till one thirty, two in the morning, you know, um, he's used to that. I can't really, what can I say, really? I mean, he's used to doing that. Um, he, he doesn't have to get up and go anywhere, so he can sleep till, you know, 11.30 in the morning. But I was a little bit, you know, like, what are you doing? Why are you up so late? But he's like, Mom, I got this. It's okay. I've done this, I'm, you know, I'm used to this. Um, Another thing he would do, which I thought was a little disconcerting, was that he would just leave the house and I didn't know where he was going and and I would be like, hey, where's my son? And he's like, oh, I just went for a walk. I'm like, can you maybe tell us where you're going? Right. right. Because I was a little bit freaked out that you weren't here and I didn't know where you were. Because he didn't really think to ask. You know, people are a little maybe worried about you. We didn't know where you were or, you know, that kind of thing. Now, he, at that point, he wasn't really driving yet. And I live in a very walkable community, so it wasn't like he was taking the car. Right. But he would just kind of randomly go somewhere. And that's his, what he did in college. And now, you know. Yeah, like he has to be accountable, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, for what's <laughs> happening in the household. You know, he's not, exactly. uh, he's not uh, yeah. having just to be accountable for his, uh, for his own, uh, for himself. So, um, you know, so working out some of those things were probably, you know, were probably important yeah. to your house, yeah. but what were some other things that you had to kind of work out, um, with him? Um, and how did that change kind of how you parented? Um, my kid's kind of an easy kid, so he's not like the kind of kid who's going to go out and be wild. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different than maybe the normal kid. Um, I think just understanding that he's he's an adult now and he you know he makes his own decisions and 
he might not want to do what everybody else is doing. He might want to do something else. He mm -hmm. might want to be a little secretive maybe about a dating app or something like that. And, and you know, he might not want to tell me everything that he used to maybe tell me. Mm -hmm. He, you know, that's something that I was pretty close to him. And, you know, we shared a lot of things. And I thought, I, I think that I respect, you know, oh, you know, you have your privacy and, you know, I'm not going to ask you about, you know, who you're going out with or whatever. But, um, you know, it, it was it was weird, a little bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, um, now, do you, you know, you've had some winter breaks since then. Yes. You know, yes. so like how has that changed over the course of? Um, several breaks, including summer and things like that. Okay. Well, I, I have to say that in the summer, there's a slippage back into the old high school self, I would say. There's a little bit of slippage. There's a little bit more helplessness than... I think it's partially because, um, you know what I mean? Like, he's not on a campus where he can access everything with his feet, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, And then there's this sort of... There's also you know, he's trying to decide, you know, who am I hanging out with? I'm hanging out with college people. I'm hanging out with high school people. Um, there was a little bit of break there. And um, I think he was a little lonely um, because he didn't quite know what to do socially, um, especially in the summers. Because I was like, oh, don't you want to hang out with your friends over the summer? And, you know, he would go to some graduation parties of people a year younger than him. He'd see some people. But you could see him moving away from that mm -hmm. and sort of saying, Hey, I know some high school, college students who are in the, in my city because a lot of people he went to college with are from really far away, and he would like want to hang out with the people from college who were in this area. Right. And I so I guess I didn't really expect that, and but there was a lot of loneliness from not having that access to college all the time, but not really being connected with the high school kids. So there was that was a little hard for him. I think that just sort of like working but not really having that easy friend group around all the time at college where you can access groups and clubs and just mm -hmm. pop into a concert or an event um i think that was a little bit harder yeah yeah and then the the, the workplace wasn't really a place where he was meeting people because it wasn't his peer group really right it was a job yeah it wasn't like <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah yeah no i totally get that so I guess the last question I have for you is, um, you know, as parents are thinking about some of the great things that you've said, like, what would be like those three tips, like the top three tips that you would give um, to college parents who, who are really preparing for their first uh, extended stay home by their student? Okay, so... Um, uh I don't know if the top three tips will exactly sound like three tips, but I just want to acknowledge that first of all, when your kid goes off, like for me, I thought my heart was going to break. I was sad. I'd go into his room and I'd sit on his bed and I'd be like, <gasps> you know, um, but it does get better. And the, the more that your kid's away, the more you realize that, you know, they're, they're managing and um, sort of like releasing a little bit of that control is important. But when they do come back, it's almost like, okay, they know that they've been in control of their lives and you, you know, the energy in your house is a little different. You have, you know, one less kid or maybe you only, have, you didn't have, you only have one kid, but you, um, you have to understand too that their role with you is changing and it's a little different and they're going to be, going to maybe asserting a little bit more of their authority. Like, 
I'm, I'm an adult, you're an adult, I'm gonna respect the rules in your house, um, but you also have to respect that I might wanna come and go as I please because that's what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna be a little dance that might be a little awkward, but it's healthy and normal and it's also, they need that, they, you can't just expect them to sort of suddenly be like, Dad, Dad's in charge or Mom's in charge and I have to do everything they say because they're learning to be their own person. Mm -hmm. So um, so they, they should respect you and say, okay, I'm leaving the house. Uh, you know, I'll be back in an hour or I'm taking the car or, you know, I need more food. You know, I don't have enough food for me. I'm going to eat you out of house and home. Um, but what's nice about the, the changing roles is that you become more like peers and, and there's more like a friendship and a respectfulness there. Um, and that's something, again, that you have to navigate and it can be hard, um, but eventually it's very rewarding. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming. You know, it's funny. I'm glad that you're here because um, we've talked about you in previous uh, podcasts as far as being a resource oh, no. for students. <laughs> no, it was a good thing oh, okay. about being a resource uh, okay. for students and, you know, and working on time management and academic advising and okay. some of these things. Okay. And so uh, for parents, you'll, you know, you'll recognize her, uh, her name just because we've talked about it uh, before. But, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. Okay. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're doing this. And um, I wish that had, uh, I had that when I was a parent. I would have loved to listen to something like that. But we are, you know, we are here for your um, students. I just want to say that we're kind of like parents, but we're not parents, which is actually the perfect thing to be because we can kind of scold them, <laughs> but they don't really have to listen to us. <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they have to listen to me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when I talk to them about time management, um, let me tell you, I'm like, so how are you wasting your time? And they're yeah. like, how do you know that? I'm like, come on, you're here for time management. <laughs> I know you're wasting time. How do you procrastinate? That's right, that's why you're here. <laughs> and believe me, they kind of like having someone who's really honest with them, but who's also not their mom. Yeah. So I think that's a really good support for them. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, sure. Yeah. Did you know that CI has an online store to get all your spirit gear? From t-shirts to winter hats, CI's Squad Locker has the type of gear that you're looking for. Visit squadlocker.com and type in the Cleveland Institute of Art to visit our locker. All right, and we're back. I want to uh, welcome our next guest. Tell us a little, um, thank you for being on the Parent Pod, and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at CIA. Sure thing. Thanks, Matt. Um... My name is Joe Ferrito. I'm the uh, Director of Facilities and Safety here at the Cleveland Institute of Art. Um, come here from 2014 after spending about 29 years in higher ed facilities management over at Case Western Reserve University. So all in about 34 plus years of experience working in higher education. And speaking of experience, you have also uh, a lot of experience with having college students uh, at your house, right? Yes, sir. Which is why we've asked uh, him to be here and give us some really good sage advice about it, because uh, uh, he has uh, been through it uh, two times now. So um, he can certainly tell us a little bit, on he's in the throes of that, uh, just like uh, we all are. So, you know, thinking about, the you know, your first uh, the first college student you had, you know, um, you know, we, you know, we drop them off. We have those feelings of anxiety and sadness and happiness and gratefulness. 
and then we kind of go about our lives, right? And so, you know, we kind of adjust our, our own lives to uh, what we've been talking about is adjusting our own lives. But, and then they're coming home. Right. So prior to them coming home, what types of things were you preparing for? Like what kind of, what kind of things were you thinking what was going to happen? Well, great question. And just for the record, I was nodding my head. Yes. In, in confirmation of everything Matt was mentioning before that. But um, I think not having the experience and not really having a lot of friend base myself to be able to help with, you know, understanding a lot of what those might be. My, my initial thoughts were, you know, just what, what becomes the new, the new habit that's formed as a part of them coming home. Um, you know, they, they leave with uh, a certain level of understanding and, and habits that you try to instill and, and good habits, obviously. And unfortunately, they don't come home with all those good habits. <laughs> so um, I think that's probably the biggest thing to to prep for. I, I can't say that I was 100% in tune with that when they came back, but I learned pretty quickly that that was a big part of it. Just understanding their their schedules, their habits, their um, just their overall general approach to a day as opposed to what it looked like when they lived at home full-time mm-hmm. versus after coming home after a semester or two. So was that so was that the biggest surprise that you had after they they you know they came home for the first time? Yes. Yes, I think uh, I think that was the biggest surprise for me. I mean, I, I you know the 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 sounds in the house, the uh, the movement in the house, just the activity in the house that was outside of what I remember it being when they lived there, and then what I got used to it being while they were gone, and then what it ended up being when they came back. So those those were probably some of the biggest aha moments for me. I feel like there's a funny story in there. Do you got a you got a funny quip about a. Uh... You know that, that you can say uh, on air that uh, a woman bears. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. There's always uh, there's always one. I'm sure everyone everyone has one. I think <clears throat> I think uh, one of the the quick funny stories is um, you know I I myself I could say up front I'm not a night person but I am a morning person. So you know I think it was after the uh, third or fourth day that my daughter was home and realized that she was basically going to sleep about an hour and a half before I was waking up. And that really wasn't understood completely until about that third day when uh, when I woke up especially early and she went to bed especially late and we kind of uh, walked into each other in the stairwell or in the uh, stairs coming up uh, from the first floor. And uh, she kind of screamed and I just kind of had this like, what the bleep are you doing? So, you know, that that piece of it was a was kind of a, a funny 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 thing now maybe not so funny at the time but yeah that's uh that's probably a, a quick funny story on that topic so you, you talk about the sounds of the house and just kind of the activity that happens and you know in just when you're kind of getting used to that then you know the activity ramps up when they're you know when they're home um some of the other folks that we've interviewed you know they talk about their their food bill and what have you goes up as well. But um, in your opinion, what was the largest transition that you had to make as a parent during that first break home? Um, I would say, you know, just the, uh, just the awareness of, of the, of the changes in the house. So for example, um, little things that, that you maybe get used to while they're gone that quickly change you know, within the first hours of coming home is uh, rooms start to be 
used that you you know you weren't used to seeing used before laundry room and specifically um tons of laundry come home god tons of laundry come home um you know kitchen becomes the next one up right so activity in the kitchen so um visits to grocery stores ramp up quite a bit you know friends start to show up um meals start to happen really out of the normal sequence that at least i'm used to mm-hmm. um but i would i would say that 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 is probably the biggest there was the biggest change for me for sure for sure yeah it, you know it's funny because it's always like you know i always describe how i'm like really happy to you know to see my son come home you know but it's like wow like this is kind of crazy here. Like we gotta, we gotta get this, we gotta get this under control. I'm happy to see you, you know, and like there's that, that energy kind of comes back to your house in a different way. And, uh, you know, but still, yeah, there's some things to get used to when you're not, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah no doubt. Sure. I mean, I, no one, no one's happier than, uh, than mom and dad to see, um, their, their son or daughter come home, you know, after a long extended stay away from home. But, you know, it's just a question of how long that lasts and, mm-hmm. uh, and how, how it, uh, how it goes forward so um it's a it's a you know the double-edged sword the catch-22 whatever you want to say right you're happy to see them and shortly after that there's little things that are going on that are making you feel like you know hmm this doesn't really fit what i'm used to i'm not sure if i like it i could probably tolerate it for a little while longer and then uh then i won't so that's a great segue to my next question. Let's talk a little bit about that, right? I mean, you know, one of the tips that I gave to parents earlier was, you know, it's important, um, you know, to, to recognize the fact that your student, you know, has, they have rules when they're on campus, right? And so when they come back to your house, you know, while they have kind of been just responsible for themselves, it's also important to note that um, they have to be responsible, like they have to be uh uh, aware that you know that they're living in in a place with with other people like their family they have to be responsible for their pam- family too like meeting in the stairwell um but um but you know so talk a little bit about that and and how um you know how how you worked some of those things out uh some of those maybe uh and, you know indifferences uh that you might have uh, had with your college students how did you uh, how did you work those things out yeah, I think that's a good point, Matt. Um, one specific piece that 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 probably comes to mind is the um, is just as you said they 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 become used to being responsible for just themselves. So the first thing you notice, or the first thing that I noticed, is the um, is the lack of or non-existence of um, feeling like there needs to be any explanation about where you're going or what you're doing. Or, <laughs> where you're going to be or who you're going to be with. And, and again, I, I don't need to know all of these things. I don't think any parent, you know, to some degree, you, you want to know some level of that um, for obvious reasons. But um, there's just, that, that goes right out the window. I mean, it, it felt like it went out the window quicker than any other thing that I noticed right away. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I, I don't want to feel like they're in this, you know, this uh, uh, somewhat kind of like a prison where they feel like they have to report everything that they're doing and where they're going and what time but that that just didn't that didn't really resonate real well with me mm-hmm. <laughs> um a lot of the reason is because i still feel and you you know as a parent you're always going to still feel you know some level of obligation to want to jump in and and help if the need arises but if, if you don't know 
what's going on, if you don't know where they're at, you know, that becomes a little more difficult. So under that category of kind of like uh, preparedness, you know, but um, getting them to understand that those are the reasons why you want to know that and not just because, you know, you know, you just feel like you want to ask them and they feel like they don't want to necessarily tell you, you know, mm-hmm. and other than that, that's really the primary reason. So it's tough for them to get, to under, get them to understand that. Um, you can get them halfway back. It's kind of like the, you know, the old metronome thing, right? They've gone completely over to the other side. You just got to work a little bit to get them about halfway back. That's all. I'm not yeah. looking for, you know, the, the grade school thing where I'm going uh, uh, down the street to play with Billy and I'll be there till 4 o'clock till dinner's ready kind of thing. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, early on. But somewhere in the middle uh, is a good place to be, and I think that's that's probably the best um, best example I can give of them. So, you know, if you, um, so thinking about your, you know, your parenting of your, you know, uh, of your college students, you know, is that that seeing them as, you know, more of adults, young adults. And, you know, you talked a little bit about before we, uh, we started about negotiation, mm-hmm. you know? Oh so, yeah. Right. So did you see your parenting style kind of change, you know, a little bit in kind of end up being a little bit more of the negotiating piece or, uh, you know, how did that, how did that work out? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the idea of wanting your your child, your student, your um, your uh, I don't know, just your child or your student, I guess. Um, you want them to, you know, you want them to advocate for themselves. You know, you want to teach them that skill because mm-hmm. you know you're not always going to be there, mm-hmm. and obviously you're not there already because they're already off and onto school. Um, you know, as part of advocating for themselves, you need to you know. Have them understand where where some of the boundaries are and where some of the limits are, and 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 as far as the way that they make those explanations to you, it, it has to almost be a negotiation to get them to understand that. Um, when they leave, depending on you know how the environment was at home before they left, uh, the dictatorship is out the window. <laughs> um, you definitely can't count on that anymore. It's not any more of the uh, this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be because I said so. Um, and really, I don't think you want to foster that anymore. I don't think that that needs to be, not that maybe it ever has to be, but, um, but negotiating and, and having them explain and use words to, to convince, to, you know, confirm, just to explain what they're doing, I think is important. So you want to listen to those things and you want to acknowledge them. Um, so that's why I think it becomes more of a negotiation with, with some of those conversations than it does anything else. Um, you know all well knowing that at the end of the day if it doesn't if the negotiations stall and things don't go well well then someone's got to uh got to uh kind of step in and i think i think it's pretty obvious who that usually is but <laughs> um but i think that's that's a, a a good way to look at it it's just you know listen to what they're telling you you know probably with a little more of an open mind than you did before they left for school for sure and uh and then it becomes that negotiation that uh, that you acknowledge and you have an exchange with with your child and and hopefully you're both benefiting from it. So, sure. Yeah. That's a great tip. And I guess my last question, um, you know, do you have, uh, you know, maybe a couple other tips that you can uh, provide to uh, parents who, uh, you know, they've been living with their, uh, their student for about a week and a half, maybe about a week. And so um, they're just going through all of these learning uh, pains with us. Do you have any other uh, tips that you'd like to mention? Yeah, I think... I think it kind of all wraps up 
um, under under what you know we've kind of been talking about, man. I think it's it has a lot to do with um, just acknowledging that there will be a change. You know, you may not always put your finger on what you expect the right one to be. That's mm-hmm. that could sometimes be a, a little bit of an aha moment for uh, for any parent. But um, you know, recognizing that they're they're not coming home in a uh, in a way that that you know you may have left them, and it's not a bad thing. Right. It's not a bad thing. Right. Um, don't assume it's a bad thing. So just uh, be aware. Awareness up, ears open. Right. Listen to what they're saying and uh, kind of gauge you know the differences and, and react accordingly. React accordingly. So you're so right. Being able to listen is really really important for sure. I think as uh, parents, uh, as we move into this next phase of parenting, if you will, I think it's always important to keep that uh, in mind. So thank you, Joe, for all of your time and certainly some of all that great advice. Be careful in that hallway, buddy. Our final staff member has two boys in college. Maria, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Maria Capretta. I am the program and events manager at the Cleveland Institute of Art. So that means that I plan uh, programs that are school-wide, like from convocation to commencement, um, continuing education programs, and then I also plan all the special events like our gallery openings or donor events. And one of the reasons why uh, we wanted Maria on the podcast for you all is that she has two uh, college students uh, at home, and, um, and so she provides a lot of different perspective about having uh, having students leave and then coming back uh, for uh, for the winter break and for an extended period of time. So I guess the first question, Maria, that I'd have for you is prior to them coming home, what were some of the things that you were preparing for? Like what were some of the things that like as far as expectations about what it was gonna be like when they when they came back, either when the first one was away, you know, and that, you know, if you wanna focus on him first and like, what was that like? Uh, I think in our house and the way we function, there's it's really about food, right? I'm in an Italian house. Lots of grocery shopping went on because when they're gone, we don't eat that much. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things like that and then getting ready because, again, the Italian thing, um, I do all the laundry when they come home. So I now have piles and piles and piles of laundry. So for me, it's just really prepping on stuff like that. As far as a relationship, nothing ever changes in our house. It is always the same. They walked in. It's it's like they never left after I get my initial hugs. And we're all back to being good. <laughs> right. Well, you know, like I remember, like, you know, uh, Maria was also another person that I, that I leaned on when um, when my son went off to school. And we had conversations about that and, you know, what that was going to be like. And, and so, you know, that energy when they're back is very different. Oh, it's you so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. So what's a good story that you've had so far of them coming back and like just kind of kind of getting back into the, the family thing? It starts the second they walk in the door. They tease each other. They are who's taller than the other. My younger one's taller than my older one. So that's kind of a running joke. Who's stronger? They're both working out and eating healthier <laughs> since they went to college, which I'm really amazed at. Right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're more health conscious since they left, which is, I don't know, I think feel bizarre. Um, so it, it just, it instantly goes back to kind of the loud, the chaos in our, I have two boys, so the wrestling, the banging into walls that you kind of hear the house shake, 
So it's it's all things like that yes, that just I know that it, yeah it, that it automatically well. picks back yeah. up right where they left it off. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that. one of my favorite things is the, the very first time my oldest son came home, um, they made plans and went out together. So as a parent, that was one of my favorite things to see ever that they are still friends and they mm-hmm. like hanging out together and they've continued it all these years. So that was one of the things that made me the happiest as a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, you know, my two are pretty close in, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and that is, it is kind of a heart, you know, it is heartwarming, you know, when I, you know, you get home from work and I'm like, where are they, where are the two boys? You know, and they're like, Oh, they went out, they went, you know, to dinner, they wanted to go eat someplace, you know, the right. two of them, or they're going to hang out, they're going to do this or going to the movies or doing whatever. But they're together. You know, they're I totally together. get that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Makes me very happy. Yeah. No, I totally get that. So what what was the what was your biggest surprise? Were there any kind of big surprises other than the amount of laundry or how your uh food bill went up? What was that? <laughs> what was were there any huge surprises in um you know, outside of, you know, maybe they talked about eating healthier, but like, were there any big surprises that you had? I don't know if it, well, I guess a little bit. They absolutely come back and you can see a different maturity level in mm-hmm. them and it just increases over time. Mm-hmm. You know, just, they take more responsibility for things. Um, the conversations are sometimes serious, not in our house, not a lot, but sometimes they're serious where you're talking about careers, you know, they're, they're becoming adults. So that is a different conversation that we have. Um, we still have a lot of fun too. Um, and what was the rest of the question? No, like what, what was the, like what was the biggest surprise? Were, were there you know was there uh, something you were really surprised about? Um, along with the maturity level, I think the biggest surprise is that really nothing else changed. Mm-hmm. Their personalities never changed. So my oldest one comes home and he is so happy just to sit on the couch and hang with us for hours all night. He doesn't care if he goes out the majority of the time. He, he's been being very social. But And the younger one comes home and, you know, you kind of hope like, oh, he's going to sit around with us too. And he's back exactly to how he was in high school where I'll, I got a half hour, I'm getting picked up and I'm going here. And so he is still just as crazy. And I think as a parent, you know, my biggest thing was to just let them be right. how they were. So my younger one is very active and he's, uh, likes to run around and do a lot. He's very active and that hasn't changed. Um, but he still gives us time, but it's on his time. Right. But that's never changed. So he, so I think a surprise to me is that he hasn't changed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, at least in his personality, you know. I mean, yeah, his personality hasn't you know, changed. I think that's, you know, but you talked about how maturity-wise, like both of them have kind of, yes. you know, things they're talking yeah. about. You know, those those things are moving forward. But it's also really nice to know that they're still, you know, they're still your the kids that, you know, they want to be the kids that, you, you know, that uh, personality-wise, they're still who they are, you know. Um, so were there things that uh, that you had to transition to? You know, like, were there, like, what was the biggest transition that you had to make? Because it sounded like they came home and, like, it was just like, you know, without skipping a beat, you kind of went in it. But I would imagine there was a point where, you know, one, if not both of them not being there, your house kind of changes. And then they come back. So, like, were there any big transitions that you had uh, as a parent when the first time they came home? Not really. You were just kind of expecting it, What you I know, what was, was going to be like, to... and just... 
like playing double, or it's like doing double dutch. You know, you kind of anticipate what it's going to yeah, be like, you know and you're just going to gonna jump in. With my kids, I, I, I guess we talk often enough mm-hmm. that I assumed it would go back. Had anything different happened, I would have been surprised. Right. Right. Had, had any of our patterns changed, I would have been surprised. Sure. Um, the only thing I had to get used to again was, you know, you have to text me by midnight. And I want to, as you know, we do the ETA estimated time of arrival yeah. for when they're going to be home, and they both have um, friends at John Carroll. So sometimes that that text is I'm staying at Joey's or you know I'm, they're staying with a friend at John. And my rule is I have to know that by midnight. Right. So I don't really go to bed. But you know what though? <laughs> I think that's the tip. Like, well, <laughs> but that's the tip part of this is that. You know, um, you know, one of the things that I talked about earlier was, you know, for parents, a lot of times it's, um, you know, students are out, you know, they've been able to be just on oh, their own time, yeah. right? And then they come yeah. home and that's something that parents butt heads about. But yeah. being clear about, you know, rules and what your expectations are are really important. And it sounds like that's what you're doing and that, you know, that that's what's helping that make it that, that transition a little easier. Right. So for my oldest son, um, he used to come home more when he first went away to college as a Mm -hmm. freshman. And finally, when he came home at Thanksgiving, I had to, I I let him know that he didn't have to keep his midnight curfew anymore because he was in college. Mm -hmm. So that's when that midnight rule came in because he was still in college and still honoring our high school rules of Uh midnight. Um, so we, you know, let him go on that because he is used to doing whatever <laughs> right. he wants. Right. But so that's where my midnight, I need to know by midnight what, what's happening with you. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a yeah. great rule. Yes. I just need to know if I roll over at two o'clock in the morning and someone's not home, I won't sleep. And so they have to respect that I'm a little nuts with that maybe, but they have to respect that that is a rule in our house and they, they're okay. They're not, they're not great all the time. Like, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, good? It's, you know, hey, it's okay. You know, it's better than being bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. sometimes I have to initiate the text, which is the, my idea was I just want them to be used to doing that when they're home. Right. So sometimes I do have to text and say, hey, mom, you, you're back in our house now. And, and the, the, they answer consistently. Right. But I just. Do you think that uh, um, laying down those kind of expectations for the first one has really helped? Uh, with the transition no. for the second one, no, because he seems they're he radically more, different. Yeah, he's yeah, gonna say he's, he seems to be more social. He is more yeah. social, but he will set what he's doing before he goes out. Right. My older one changes plans mid stride. The younger one typically has his night set, and I'll always know where he. My kids still tell me where they're going, and with who, because yeah, um, right. I ask. Yeah. Um. So they're different kids and they kind of operate so Dom I'll know and if anything changes then he'll text me even though sometimes I still text him when he's out mm-hmm. well I, mean, I think it just becomes one of those things where you you know when you're in school you kind of are just responsible for yourself but Correct. when you come back it there's a new level of responsibility because you're now living with your family you know and like one of the things that I always I always try to talk to um, I, uh, to my son about is that, you know, hey, like, listen, like, we, you know, your mom and I have work in the morning, right? So it's important to keep that in mind, you know, when 
if you're going to go out with your friends, that's great, but you need to keep that in mind and, you know, and understand that there are rules, uh, you know, there's still rules here, you know, and if we can follow that, it sounds like from a parent perspective, you know, they're, you're getting used to them being um, young adults and like, you know, and they're coming back thinking that their curfew is still their curfew, but you're also saying, hey, listen, you're you're like, no, like we're gonna be a little more flexible. I just need to know because yes. you're in my house. Yes. Like I just need to know that this is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want I I always wanted my kids to love coming home, mm-hmm. and they love coming home. Like my kids love coming home. They're right. so happy to be home, and they love to go back. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, no, but I, I just always wanted that. But there's the balance of it, it, to me, it's a respect issue. Right. So my son had all of his high school friends back over the other night. And at one point I said, okay, you know, I went down and said, good night, tell the boys. I'm like, I, I, and Palmer's like, what? Oh, you have to work tomorrow. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can like tone it down a little bit now. That's right. And they, they're yeah. all good. Yeah. You know, sometimes that little reminder you have to give them. Well, right, exactly. I think that's important. You know, they're learning. You know, I think they that's important for them to learn. Yeah. yeah. So if you could um, pinpoint maybe, you know, these are all good tips. You're giving parents a lot of good good information but like if you could pinpoint maybe one or two other um tips that uh, you would have for college student parents um, dealing with the first time that their uh their students are coming home what would it be i think that people need to still let their child young adult be who they are right so i said my my kids are very different people Mm -hmm. and um I don't expect them to come in and sit and, and never leave the house and go see their friends. I want them to be with their friends. They're, they're high school friends. They haven't really, their college friends live away. Um, so I still want them to be who they are and I want them to have their friends over. Um, and part of that is me respecting the fact that they need to be with their friends. Right. I don't want them to come home and sit in, in the house for four days just <laughs> right. be, to appease me. Right. Right. I still want them to, again, it's, goes along with me I want them to enjoy being home mm-hmm. so I think it's just respecting who they are and their personalities and balancing that with family time and we we're okay yeah. it's setting the expectations though we will have family time we have dinner reservations on Saturday night we'll make them early enough so you can go out with your friends after the fact but we are going to still want to hang out yeah yeah no for so, sure so that's what we do every single time they're both home at the same time we set like an earlier dinner and take them somewhere and then, then they're free. They can either come home with us or we'll go see a movie or they're free to go out. But right. we do specify some family time. You know what, Maria? You're totally right. Spending time with family and making time for that is really, really important. We know that they have friends that they need to hang out with. We get that too. But, uh, but certainly that insight uh, is really, really helpful. And I hope it's helpful for our parents who are listening. So with that being said, I want to thank all of our guests uh, today on the Parent Pod, and we hope that you all have found uh, this helpful or therapeutic um, or at least insightful um, as you are home with your student over the holidays. And so for 2019, uh, we are signing off for our last podcast of the year. But before I do, being as they are home with you, if you have fun stories, about your student uh, while they're home at break, please give us a call, 216-421-7495, and leave a message. Let us know those funny stories, and you 
maybe on the next podcast. Until then, this is Dr. Matt, and I hope you have a safe and happy holiday season.